start your weekend off right. This is BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And welcome in. The madness has taken over this piece of paper. I'm just crinkling it up and throwing it out. That's my bracket. That's how we get started this weekend on BetQLU, live coast-to-coast on the BetQL network, wherever you may be in the world, on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it. Make sure you follow QLU. You'll get the latest episodes right into your app as soon as they're ready. And, of course, you can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. On YouTube, just search Odyssey Sports. I'm Chris Mack. He's RJ Choppy. She's Kayla Canaram. And hopefully your brackets aren't as busted as some of ours. I'm out uh, a, a trio of uh, Sweet 16 teams and at least one Elite 8 team. RJ was just lamenting he's missing multiple Elite 8 teams. Kayla may have the best bracket of the bunch. Um, and she's also got a red-hot Missouri Tigers team that perhaps she'll do a dance for later. I don't know. But here we are. The madness, like I said, has taken over. Kayla, anything to say to Mr. Choppy after the way Missouri has performed the last week or so? I would just, um, I don't know. What is there to say? They they let their play do the speaking yesterday, fellas. But put uh-huh. respect on Mizzou's name. Um, I've been trying to tell you all all season. We are for real. Dennis Gates has completely turned this program around. Some are calling us a Cinderella team. I don't know if that's a compliment when you're an SEC team, but look out for Mizzou, especially with what happened yesterday. The Tigers are going to go on a run. Mark my words. How did Mark Tennessee those do? words, RJ. Mark Listen, them. I, 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 I don't care if it's Dennis Gates or Kevin Gates, uh, either one. Like They're, they're, they're just they're, they're, they're playing well. They're playing good basketball right now. They got that one kid, number 10. I, I swear to God, I see him playing like he's a beer league. He's a beer league MVP. He's that little short, stocky guy. And listen, you know, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We identify, RJ. We identify yeah, with uh, short, stocky guys. I'm all, I'm all <laughs> for that. Uh, you know, but what can I say? And now Mizzou's got a great draw. Theoretically, they don't have to worry about playing Arizona. They play Princeton. Right. My Princeton Tigers. I wasn't good enough to get in there, but Wait, uh, whatever. They're your Princeton Tigers now. Jeez. Well, I mean, I grew you, up there. You claim ownership oh, over we, everybody. We ditched Tennessee real quick. I know. I grew yeah. up there. I grew up in Princeton. I I, I can root for them. Uh, it's, it's that one. It's the one pass I get. But no, I am still a Tennessee Volunteer. There is no doubt. I got my flag. There's the flag. I got my flag waving. I got my flag waving. We're gonna take down the Dukies, <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go here. <laughs> or maybe not. The all important qualifier. Maybe not. Uh, let's start with those busted brackets. Um, by the way. All three of our teams won on day one of the tournament. Uh, RJ, RJ's Volunteers, Kayla's Mizzou Tigers, as we mentioned. Penn State with a big win over Texas mm. A&M. But none of those, none of those, the biggest upsets. We had Furman over Virginia, Princeton over Arizona. Furman over Virginia sounded a little something like this. I don't hear it, but I'm going to count on the fact that it sounds amazing if you can hear it. If you can't hear it, it was chaos. It was exactly – Kevin Harlan's the perfect guy to call that moment, by the way. 
on the TV side. It was exactly why we love this tournament. It was completely and totally perfect. Furman beating Virginia. It blew up my brackets, guys, uh, as did Princeton, the 15 over the number two Arizona. They both blew up that entire region for me. So I'll, I'll ask you guys this, unless, unless you had one of these games pegged, you had it predicted, which one shocked you more, Kayla? I mean, shame on us, right, for for thinking that Virginia and Arizona were going to do something in the tournament when history has told us that they have had some of the biggest choke jobs. So I'm actually going with A&M. When I saw that final score, I was like, no offense, Chris. Um, but they were playing so hot coming into the tournament. Not only that, but how badly they got beat by Penn State. 76-59, I did not see that coming. No, they didn't fare well against Bama in the SEC championship, but I thought for sure they, that would add fuel to the fire. I thought they would at least get to Texas. Um, so that that definitely made my jaw drop. I was not, I did not see that coming. The other two, we should have known, I guess. <laughs> should we have known, RJ? Which one of the which one of the two big ones? We can throw Penn State over A and M into the into the bunch if we want to, uh, but Furman. Princeton, maybe Penn State over AM. Which one of the upsets shocked you the most yesterday? Oh, I think it was Princeton. Um, you know, even though they've they've done this before, uh, it was a generation ago. Um, and, and Arizona's a really, really good team. Uh, so that that one pretty much surprised me. I mean, anytime you have a 15 over a two, uh, that that's gonna be a stunner, even though that's much more frequent now than it was, say, you know, five years ago. Uh it, it's much more frequent. The A and M thing, the Oral Roberts losing to Duke the way they did stun me. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't make a shot. Uh, and then A and M with Penn State. I mean, listen, Penn State beats every team in the nation last night. Every single team in the nation. You can't shoot sixty percent from three and not win that game like that. The, every single team in the nation last night, if they had played Penn State and that same box score hit, Penn State was winning every single game in the entire tournament. Uh, so that that was that was pretty surprising that. You know, not only did they win, but the way they won and the performance they put up. A and M had been a hot team, and really since the start, since the first of the yeah. year, since conference play started, mm -hmm. A and M's been red hot. So maybe that makes uh, maybe that makes A and M the biggest disappointment from the first day of the tournament. We'll get into disappointments and surprises in just a moment. But here's another question I have about these upsets: whether it's Penn State over A and M, or you're talking about Princeton taking out Arizona. Furman taking out Virginia. Um, which one of these do you think has the biggest ripple effect? Because when I look at it, um, look, two of them happening in the same region, obviously sort of, I don't want to say paves the, the way for a cakewalk for Alabama. I don't know if I'll go that far, but certainly some of the competition has been taken out, especially with a Baylor team that some people are questioning if they're built for the tournament or not, maybe per perhaps being the only thing standing in the way for Bama and the Final Four. But I think the, the biggest ripple effect uh, is it, it, because it affects the bottom half of that bracket is the Princeton over Arizona game because now it does sort of pave the way for Missouri to perhaps – Missouri could take out Baylor, in my opinion. The way, the way they won yep. their first-round game um, because of the way Baylor has played down the stretch. It, it, the biggest ripple effect on this one for me – is and I guess it's kind of a twofold thing is Arizona losing to Princeton, but then also 
Missouri now having the path sort of laid bare for it. Kayla, I'm, I'm sure you, you may agree with that, but that's that's the biggest ripple effect of any of these upsets. You said it, Chris. I'm right there with you. For the sake of my team, I'm going to say Arizona because that completely opened up the door for my Tigers. I don't have anyone getting past Bama in the top of the South, but I had Mizzou going to the Elite Eight to face Bama. So this could happen. We just can't sleep on Princeton. We'll see what happens with Creighton Baylor. Um, I would love a Bama rematch. Third time's a charm in the Elite Eight. Um, we played them pretty close in the SEC tournament. Lost, Ended up losing by 11, but for a while there, we were going shot for shot. So I have a lot of faith in my Tigers. I like the momentum we have. We just can't, again, get too comfy going up against Princeton. I agree. I think we could beat Baylor um, and get to, to Bama again. So I don't know. We'll see. A lot of excitement around this Tigers team. RJ, which of these upsets has the biggest ripple effect for you? Is it is it this uh, Arizona loss to Princeton? Oh yeah, I mean now, I mean Missouri has to go wash their white jerseys now because they're going to get to use them again. You know, they had to find a laundromat. <laughs> Please. Uh, well, <laughs> they had to find laundry. I don't know where that game is being played. I can't remember. Oh, it's in Sacramento, right? Sacramento. Yeah, they in Modesto to find a laundry service that could that could handle that kind of uniform uh, to be <laughs> to be able to handle the wash the whites. But um, yeah, that's that's easy the one, and, and you know the ripple effect within the, the region in general because you know there's no more Virginia as well, and and like you said, Baylor is right. is what they are. We don't really know. Um, I, although I do think you know if Baylor gets into that zone, they can give anybody fits uh, with their length, and all you got to do is have an off night and you're cooked. Um, you know, like the you know Texas, I think got a you know a pretty lucky not a lucky draw, but 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 a good break that that A and M got beat. Um, that's a rivalry game. I don't think they wanted any part of that game. Uh, those kids all know each other. They played high school against each other. They know everybody's intimate secrets. Uh, so they may have gotten one too, but uh, right. But um, yeah, it's it's easily easily the uh, the the South. So we we laid out which of these upsets on the first day of the tournament has the biggest ripple effect. Um, let's talk about the disappointments that lie within for each of these teams and perhaps even a conference. Um, because Virginia, I think now with six NCAA tournament wins in the last six years, but all of them coming in 2019 during their national title run. And also uh, the least profitable team in the round of 64 over the last decade, one in seven in those games a huge disappointment. I told you guys before we came on the air, I had them going to the elite eight. So a big loss for my bracket personally, but I think a lot of people thought despite coming from a soft ACC, they'd get it together in time for the tournament. There was no way they could fall on their faces again, Arizona. Uh, now the third year in a row of 15 has fallen to a two. They only score six points in the last 10 minutes of the game. Princeton ending on that 18 to four run uh, Arizona. Also, the only program now in NCAA history to lose to an 11, a 12, a 13, a 14, and a 15 seed no. in the tournament, and a 15 <laughs> seed twice in the big dance. Yikes. Texas A&M, you laid it out earlier, Kayla, how disappointing it was for a lot of people to see them fall that flat against Penn State. Great point by RJ. Anybody loses to Penn State last night the way they shot the lights out, give up the funk. But um, Texas A&M was disappointing in that they couldn't hang with them really at all. And then we've got the Mountain West Conference. They were 0-12 in their last dozen NCAA tournament games going into Thursday. They go 1-3 on Thursday. San Diego State in a tight one. 
the only saving grace for their concert. Nevada had lost in the first four. Utah State and Boise both fall on Thursday. So who's our biggest disappointment from the first day of the tournament, RJ? Biggest disappointment? Oh, I mean, I'll be uh, Oral Roberts for me overall. Biggest disappointment. <laughs> Big, I had them in the Elite Eight. Um, I, I thought they were going to wow. you know, beat Duke. Um, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want any part of Duke. I don't want to play Duke. My team. I don't want my team to play Duke. I hate Duke. I right. hate. Duke. Uh, I don't want them to play that. They're 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 the biggest disappointment so, for me. So you had them beating Duke, Tennessee, and then what? Upsetting Purdue. Yeah, absolutely. Why wouldn't wow. you? I mean, why, how could could you not see my th my thought process there? I get the best. <laughs> I know on the what floor. it is. I'm not. I, I well, I and I know some they of the stations the were all across the, the country, so I can't mention why Oral. Roberts is your favorite in the bracket. I'm just going to let that <laughs> I, I, go with that. You, you know, you you have you said that, not me. I was going <laughs> strictly with, with the best player on the floor. Uh, they got old Max there, man. But, uh, you know, they couldn't shoot. And that was, to me, a very disappointing showing. I, I was uh, I, I was I was very intrigued by that game, obviously, from the start, because it has a, you know, a connection to me. So, you know, I, I didn't have Tennessee advancing, but in my heart, I obviously want them to advance, and that would be the easier road. So who's who's your biggest disappointment, Kayla? Virginia, Arizona, A&M, the entire Mountain West Conference. Who left you uh, wanting more on Thursday? Um, Toss-up between Virginia and Arizona, but I'm just going to say Virginia. I tweeted that they're like your narcissistic ex that you keep going back to thinking they'll change. And spoiler alert, they don't change. So you should just break up. I am done with UVA. I am no longer picking them to advance in any tournament from here on out until further notice because they have let me down so many times. Fool me once, shame on, what is it? You fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me 50 times, shame on me. So just don't fool we're done me. Yeah, UVA. Exactly. Just don't fool me. We're not even yeah. going to play that game. Yeah, until they actually stop fooling people, uh, don't let them fool you anymore. Uh, I think th that paraphrases done. it well enough. All right. Positive surprises out of the first day of the tournament. Mine, I'll be honest, is Penn State. A couple weeks ago, I didn't think they'd make the tournament after that ugly loss to Rutgers. But not only did they go on a run all the way to the Big Ten Championship game, they do go out and shoot the lights out against AM. and um, And who knows, what if they shoot that well against Texas, who knows what happens? They'll stand a chance. Uh, was it Mizzou? They were actually technically dogs as a seven seed to the 10 seed uh, Utah State Aggies. Only point and a half dog, but still dogs. Uh, Tennessee, perhaps not a positive surprise, RJ, but they only won by three against Louisiana. I don't know. Biggest surprise from the first day of the tournament for you, RJ? Yeah, I mean, Tennessee wasn't really a surprise. I mean, they were up 18, uh, you know, midway through the second half. They, they just did what Tennessee does best. That's fall asleep in the middle of a game. Uh, biggest surprise, biggest surprise. Oh, uh, or positive surprise, I should say. Um, honestly, I, I think it was Auburn. Um, they're going to have a really intriguing matchup against Houston. They're playing a home game. I don't know how the committee let this slide, yeah. but they're playing in Birmingham. An eight seed or a nine seed should never have be an hour and a half away from campus against the one seed. Unless the one seed is an hour and 29 minutes away from campus. Not when the one seed is like nine hours away. That should not happen. Right. That's a travesty. And then you factor in the injury to Sasser. Um, now what? So I, I think that Major. was a very, that was, yeah, that was a positive surprise. And I think it's going to have an effect moving forward. Major disadvantage for 
Auburn, or excuse me, for Houston going up against Auburn in the second round. All right, we got some uh, early Saturday games to preview for you, the Saturday afternoon games, and the replacements. We're going to give ourselves a second chance, at least at one pick from our bracket. We'll explain how that works alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack. This is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Back to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Clark in a straight jacket. Kevin, we saw Kevin Harlan on the call on CBS on Thursday afternoon. Furman with the incredible upset of Virginia, the best moment from the first day of this year's NCAA tournament. So many of us have our brackets blown to bits already. If you don't, hey, good luck. You're still in whatever bracket pool you may be in. If your brackets are blown to pieces, that's why we have individual games to talk about, including Furman going up against San Diego State, Duke, Tennessee, Arkansas, Kansas, Princeton, Missouri. We'll get to those in just a couple of minutes. But I thought we could start with an interesting exercise here, guys. And it is BetQLU, live coast to coast on the BetQL network, on your Odyssey app, on YouTube, and of course, twitch.tv slash BetQL alongside RJ Choppy and Kayla Canaram. I'm Chris Mack. And I thought this exercise would be good because I sat there crying on my bracket Late last night, I was excited because my Penn State Nittany Lions blew AM out of the water, but I was still disappointed because my brackets were a mess. Sitting there watching the tears drip down onto the paper, soaking it through. And I thought if I could just replace one team, maybe my bracket could still breathe one last dying breath. And I thought, yes, if I could replace one team, I know what I'd do. I'd replace my Utah State pick. I had them beating Missouri in the first round, as a lot of people did. Sorry, Caleb. Uh, I had Utah State, I know, beating Missouri. And if I could replace one pick on my bracket after the first day of the tournament, I would replace Utah State with Missouri. And then I'd probably just run Mizzou right by Princeton because I had Arizona beating Utah State. That whole half of the bracket is blown up for me. But guys, I'll start with you, RJ. If you could replace just one selection from the first day on your bracket, who would it be? Ooh, okay, so if you were going strictly off my bracket, it would easily be the mm-hmm. Duke-Oral Roberts game because I right. had um, I had Oral Roberts advance into the Elite Eight. Uh, so I would just have Duke take over that run and advance to the Elite Eight. But I don't want Duke to be Tennessee, so I can't say that. I can't say okay. that. So I'm going to go with Furman. I would replace Furman with Virginia because I had Virginia beating uh, San Diego State. And going on to the Sweet 16, so I would do that one instead. Okay, Kayla, if you get to replace one game, one team from the first day of the tournament in your bracket, who is it? Well, first of all, Chris, um, I appreciate you eating humble pie today. That is big of you Mm. to admit you were wrong when not picking Mizzou. So tasty. Um, Mm. (laughs) 
I only lost three <laughs> games yesterday, guys. I lost Virginia, oh. Arizona, and A&M. Oh, but you must heard of a champ. I, I, I don't, this is a hard exercise for me, guys. I really don't have any games <laughs> that I would want to replace. I did so well on day one. Oh, Excuse my sweet me, I'm Kayla. That's fantastic. <laughs> okay, well, I had Virginia getting to the Sweet 16, so I'll say them, but I didn't have them getting past okay. Bama, so it doesn't hurt my bracket too bad. <laughs> okay. Jeez. And I've learned my lesson with Virginia from here on out. I'm not trying to be cocky. It's just the way it's coming out. <laughs> I'm not trying I'm not to be, be cocky. cocky. I'm I just, just am. Good. I'm just that good. So it's not, it's not cockiness. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we will pick the Saturday night uh, second round action next segment. But this segment, we're going to roll through the four uh, Saturday afternoon games, if you want to call them that. They'll be Saturday morning for some of you in the case of the first couple of tips. But let's start with the Furman Paladins. Number 13 seed Furman going up against five seed San Diego State. Noon, just after noon Eastern, just after 9 a.m. Pacific on CBS. San Diego State favored by five and a half. And this one total sits around 137 and a half. Uh, San Diego State, I'll be honest, guys, did not impress me in their first round victory. They look like they can be had. I don't know if Furman is the team to do it. I think there's a chance they are. I also think the glass slipper falls off after one round when they've won their first NCAA tournament game in four decades. Uh, I'll say this much. I'll take I'll take Furman in five and a half on this one. I think they play a tight game with San Diego State. I think at the very least, it's uncomfortable for the Aztecs, RJ. Uh, yeah, I do think it's uncomfortable. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Furman in this one. Uh, I, I, okay. I sit with you on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by uh, Furman. I, I they're both kind of, you know, they they would both be considered Cinderella stories. Um, you know, what I mean, they they both would be considered teams that eh, not many had at, in at, at this stage. But give me Furman. Give me the Ken Palm 88th best team uh, in the country. <laughs> the team with no defense, no defense. I will take Furman. All right, Kayla, who you got? Furman, does the Cinderella run continue? Do they put a scare in San Diego State? What do you think? Obviously, this is a tricky one. You don't know what happens with these teams that get big wins in the first round and then get all this momentum and this confidence going into the second round. So, yeah, I mean, I could totally see Furman covering here. I didn't have, obviously, either team advancing past this game. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning with you guys. I like Furman plus five and a half. Um, they've got the momentum. They've got the confidence. And I think they can make it interesting for San Diego State. Yeah, we're talking about this game uh, a little bit more in depth because it's the first one on the slate on Saturday. But in reality, it's just the congratulations. You get to go to the Sweet 16 to get throttled by Alabama Classic. Um, <laughs> that's probably uh, what it is. I mean, in, in all honesty. But nonetheless, uh, this is why we love the tournament because anything can happen. Uh, Duke, Tennessee. Uh, again, a case of a team that didn't really impress me in their first round victory. Tennessee and Duke playing at 240 uh, Eastern, 1140 Pacific on CBS. Blue Devils favored by two and a half over the Vols. I'll be honest, I think they do more than cover that. Sorry, RJ. Uh, the Vols, like I said, did not impress me in the first round. Didn't impress me down the stretch. I know they're dealing with some, some dinged up guys, less than 100% in many instances. But give me Duke over Tennessee. 
Well, I'm sorry we didn't impress you in the first round. I mean, that's, I, I'm <laughs> yeah. terribly sorry about that one. You, you know, that, that was my goal. More than that to impress Chris Mack. Huh. That was my goal <laughs> the entire day. Make sure <laughs> Chris is impressed with this performance today. Uh, yeah, look, we're, we're without our point guard. This is a guard tournament. You don't advance in this yeah. tournament. You don't win in this tournament without great guard play. Uh, so for that reason alone, I am going to take Tennessee to cover this game and win this game outright. This is not a homer pick. Yes, it is a homer pick. It's a, it's so it homer pick. I can't pick against them. I can't bet against them. Why would I do that? That's very, very poor. It'd be very poor on my part to bet against my beloved Tennessee Volunteers. So uh, go Vols. Uh, I just, I hate, I hate Duke. I hate, I'm sorry. I just don't like Duke. It's this okay. is personal. This is personal. You're not here. the only person that hold that holds that opinion, RJ. Uh, um, plenty of that's people fair. feel the same way. Uh, all right, we need we need some kind of of neutral, logical, well thought out analysis of this game, Kayla. <laughs> Duke, Tennessee. Uh, RJ, you can hate Duke, but you can still admit they're the better team. Um, yeah. This is what. <laughs> Sorry, but I they only beat Louisiana by three. Not giving me a ton of confidence whatsoever. Meanwhile, Duke blew Oral Roberts out of the water. I like the Blue Devils. I'm right there with Chris. Minus two and a half and some. Um, I'm sorry to you and Morgan Wallen, but I don't see this going well for the Vols. Did, huh. did you break your flag, RJ? I did. I broke my <laughs> flag. It's okay. That it's okay. doesn't feel like good luck. I think it's that's a bad an omen. Yeah. Flag is touching the ground now. I'm going to have to burn it. Uh, but it's okay. You know, like Morgan Wallen, he and I will just be, you know, drowning our sorrows in our whiskey glasses at the end of this yeah. game. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm, you, you guys can carry this for a minute while I go on BetMGM and just slam Duke now after our analysis oh, yeah. and the flag falling to bits. I think all the, the signs fell. are there. <laughs> the flag fell. It's still falling. I can't get this thing to work. Uh, it's you know, Look. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's injuries. I'm sorry. We had our, we lost our point guard. We're like the seventh team in Ken Palm, uh, but we can't get, we get no love. We get no respect. You know, I'm sorry that, uh, you know, Duke lost by like 30 to Miami. Uh, and, and, you know, and they're, but they're behind San Diego state in Ken Palm. Uh, I know they're 18 and one with all their players. Yada, yada, yada. Good for them. Wow. John Shire's cool. I'm sure he's a really good looking guy too. <laughs> I will say I do respect you for being a homer and taking your balls despite all of these things because I do the same thing with Mizzou. So I have to respect you in that regard, but it's not If there's happen. one thing Kayla respects, it's a red-hot homer take, and you just gave it <laughs> So, All right, speaking of which, we'll get to Missouri in a second. Uh, Arkansas, Kansas, 515 Eastern, 215 Pacific tip on CBS. Kansas only favored by three and a half in this one. I don't think that's enough. I've been telling you guys for weeks, I think Kansas is snapping out of it at the right time. They didn't have much to play for uh, in the Big 12 tournament, to be quite honest, uh, especially in the in the Big 12 championship against Texas. That's going to be my excuse anyway. Uh, and they didn't have their head coach there either. So I've got plenty of excuses piled up as to why Kansas didn't perform in the Big 12 tournament. They are my pick to win the whole ball of wax and be the first repeat champions in what would it be, like 16 years since Florida in 2007, I think it was. Uh, so give me Kansas over Arkansas, and I think they'll cover as well. Kayla? Well, they lost we by go. 20, was it, in the Big 12 <laughs> championship? Welcome to playing an SEC team. It just means more, you know. So I've got Arkansas plus three and a half, surprising no one. Let's go Razorbacks. They beat Illinois by 10. Let's have some fun. I like the Razorbacks to cover. 
What a surprise. Let's give Kansas a what scare. A su- I got to knock the Jayhawks out early. It just makes it more fun. Uh, RJ, you know, now this is where somehow I come around to you for a reasoned, logical take <laughs> on a Kansas game. Okay, I've got a reasoned, logical take, I think. Arkansas has two guys that are going to be drafted in the top five this year in the NBA draft. Uh, they, they, this is a this is a best player on the floor wins these games. I know it didn't happen to Duke, whatever. Um, but I'll, I'll I'll take best player on the floor every single time. Uh, wow. And you know, Bill Self, uh, you know, with his health issues, um, you know, what what is how does that impact uh, Kansas? Uh, it very well may uh, in in a game like this, uh, and certainly wish him the best. But give me, uh, I'm going to take Arkansas plus three and a half, and wow. I'll take Arkansas money line as well. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. Yeah. RJ Choppy coming in hot on Arkansas in the big upset over Kansas. That the the points. I, I, I suspected you would go with. I, I already knew where Caleb was going with this whole thing. The points I suspected <laughs> you to go with, RJ, but the money line, calling for the for the upset, this is big. Uh, we'll see how it goes down Arkansas, Kansas, Saturday afternoon on CBS. All right, final early window game on Saturday, 6-10 Eastern, 3-10 Pacific. The Princeton Tigers, fresh off their huge upset of Arizona, 15-seeded Princeton, up against seven-seeded Missouri. Uh, the Cinderella portion of the bracket here. I, I don't think – I'll be honest. I know I, I admitted earlier I took Utah State to beat Missouri in the first round. Mea culpa again, Kayla. Uh, I don't know why I did that, to be quite honest. It was stupid. It was Mountain West against the hot SEC team. I shouldn't have done that. Missouri's playing well as of late. I think they'll handle Princeton no problem uh, to the tune of more than six and a half, which is what the spread is, definitely – Princeton upsetting Arizona, fun and all. I think the the ride stops here for the smart kids, RJ. Sorry. Uh, look, uh, I think Princeton covers this game. They keep it close, but Mizzou wins it. Um, they, they, you know, Missouri's offense, I'm sorry, defense is, is bad enough. I mean, they can't stop a nosebleed sometimes. So give me Princeton to cover, but Mizzou wins. And by the way, is it Missouri or Missouri? Oh, my gosh. You sound like my grandfather. It's Missouri. <laughs> Not Missouri. <laughs> Old Missouri. people call it Missouri. It's Missouri. Okay. So it's a generational thing then. <laughs> I think so. Okay. He right, just, just reinvented the yeah. alphabet all the time. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? It's just random Z's being thrown in instead of S's. That, that's never made sense to me. But Mizzou <laughs> laying six and a half, Kayla, against Princeton. Um, go ahead. Give me your homer take. Why do they run away with this thing? Why do they continue the momentum? Why do they roll into the sweet 16? Guys, do I really have to say it? Um, I'm actually, I'm, I get a little nervous about these games that feel like they should be layups. No pun intended. I'm afraid this is going to be closer than I want it to be, but I have all the faith in my team. So give me Mizzou to cover minus six and a half. And Chris, to be fair, a lot of people were high on Utah state. You weren't the only one. Everyone thought that was going to be an upset, even though it weren't they favored. I don't know. But, um, they were. So I can't they were. necessarily fault you for that. Okay. Can't fault you for that, but I hope we've learned a valuable lesson here. Um, yeah. Give me Mizzou minus six and a half moving forward. That's the, that's the other valuable lesson we learned on the first day of the tournament. <laughs> don't trust Virginia. Don't trust the mountain West and maybe don't question M- M- Missouri, Missouri. I think I got that. Right. All right. 
Missouri. Uh, uh the, the the thirstiest from Thursday. We're gonna we're gonna take the one seeds out of the equation next and talk about which of the other sixteen winners on the first team first day of the tournament, pardon me, will end up going the farthest. We'll also preview the evening action on Saturday. Auburn, Houston, Penn State, Texas, Northwestern, UCLA, and Maryland, Bama. It's all coming up. As the madness rolls on, alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy, I'm Chris Mack, and this is BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla, here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. to BetQLU with RJ Choppy, Chris Mack, and Kayla Canaram on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. And welcome back in live coast to coast on the BetQL Network, wherever you may be in the world on your Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it, follow BetQLU, get the show as a podcast as soon as it's ready for you every weekend. Uh, or watch live YouTube, search Odyssey Sports, twitch.tv slash betql alongside Kayla Canaram and RJ Choppy. I'm Chris Mack, and the madness continues throughout the weekend, including four big Saturday evening games we have to preview, which we will do in just a second. But another one of those thoughts I was having as I was sitting there lamenting the the, the shards of what remained of my bracket towards the end of the first day of action, guys. If we remove the one seeds that advanced on Thursday, so Alabama, Houston, Kansas, which would leave us 13 other teams that won on Thursday, aside from those three, which of those other 13 do you think ends up going the farthest? Uh, Mine would still be, and, and look, this isn't much of a reach. It's a two seed. I'm not really going out on a limb here. But the Longhorns, I still have Texas penciled in as a Final Four team, getting past either Houston or Miami in the Elite Eight and going on to the Final Four and providing multiple Big 12 teams to the Final Four. Uh, that would be mine. But I could also see an argument for maybe a Miami team that gets hot. Duke, I'm sure a lot of people are on. So, Kayla, of all the other teams that won on Thursday, aside from those one seeds again, Bama, Houston, and Kansas, who do you think ends up going the farthest in this year's tournament? Um, well, I agree with you, Texas. I have them in either the final four or the championship in multiple brackets. I'm going to do the ultimate homer take here, though. Mizzou. Look out, oh, Princeton. Look, oh. look out, Creighton slash Baylor. Oh, look out, Bama and the Elite Eight. Like, I have already said this before. We played them close in the SEC tournament. Ended up losing by 11, but we were playing shot for shot for most of the game. Don't sleep on Mizzou, you guys. Some are calling us a Cinderella team, as I stated at the top of the show even though we're an SEC team. Can you be a Cinderella team and be at a Power Five? Is sure. Is that allowed or no? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, if you're not favored in your opening round game, if you're not favored in your opening round game, you can qualify as a Cinderella. I'll let yeah. it slide. Okay, well, that's my hot take. Mizzou. Okay, spicy. <laughs> RJ, spicy. you eliminate those one seeds and you take the other 13 teams that won on day one of the tournament. Who do you think gets the farthest? Uh, You know... I, I think you got to make a case for Duke, um, but mm-hmm. I'm going to go with UCLA. 
Uh, I, I think UCLA is the easy one. I love their draw. I mean, they're going to wind up having yeah. Northwestern and then either TCU or Gonzaga, assuming chalk holds. Um, right. And then, you know, some form of Kansas or UConn. I, I, I think that they've got a really nice road to the Final Four. Uh, so I will take the Bruins of UCLA. That's a good call. They have played really well down the stretch. I like I like TCU from that half of the West region as well. I just I I've got I've finally leaned in on the Big Twelve teams um, after trying to fight it uh, for the majority of the season, fighting with people about whether the Big Twelve was good or they were just beating up on each other. Um, I'm kind of caving a little bit and just rolling with the Big 12 teams. I mentioned earlier, I got Kansas winning it all. I got Texas as a Final Four team. I'm going to end up regretting it, but I have Baylor as a Final Four team. Um, but if if you're going to take anybody else from that West region to get in the way of UCLA or Kansas, I like TCU. Um, that'll include having to get past Gonzaga as well. And uh, TCU, Arizona State, which will have already been played most likely before you see this. Or listen to it. Okay, that brings us to the Saturday night games. Uh, Auburn, Houston, Penn State, Texas, Northwestern, UCLA, and Maryland, Bama. We'll just go in chronological order, friends. Let's start with 710 Eastern, 410 Pacific, number nine Auburn against number one Houston. Look, Houston does everything well, but obviously the Sasser injury is a big part of how deep you want them to go in the tournament or how deep you think they're capable of going. RJ, you made a great point as well. This is basically a road game for Houston against Auburn. It's being played in Birmingham. So uh, Auburn, Houston, uh, the Cougars laying five and a half in this one, RJ. I think they win. I think they'll cover as well. But it is an uphill battle in this one for them. Uh, it, it is because of a, a potential coaching malpractice by having Sasser in there in, in, in a one sixteen matchup when he's nursing an injury. Just give him two days off. An extra two days to let him play and let him try to go. Uh, against Auburn, uh, I, I think Auburn covers this game. Uh, I think I think Houston wins. They better win. I got them in the final, uh, and I don't <laughs> feel like losing my show bet that we did on the radio. But um, you know, the, I, I have. I think Auburn covers this game. This is this is a travesty that they're playing this game in Birmingham. I'm not, I can't get over that. I'm not going to get over it. I refuse to get over it. I want to end the committee. I need to be on the committee. Uh, give me Houston to win. Auburn to cover. RJ Choppy doesn't want to be on the committee. He wants to be the committee. Yeah. Uh, yes. Kayla, Auburn, Houston. Uh, who do you got on this one? Does Houston cover the five and a half? For the sake of my bracket, I hope Houston wins, but I see Auburn covering here. I agree with what RJ said about it essentially being a home game for the Tigers. I think they'll, I think Houston will be tested um, with an SEC team. But uh, yeah, I like the Tigers to cover plus five and a half. <laughs> But I do what? hope Houston comes out on top again for the sake of my bracket. You SEC people have this incessant pride over every other <laughs> team in the conference. When there's 39 the teams in the conference now, uh, no wonder you're proud of your conference. Everybody's in it. It's your fault. <laughs> it's your fault. If, if, why, if, why, if is it, why is it my fault? Big 10 media bias. From the 70s and 80s and 90s, because all the media members were just, you know, all in love with the Big Ten. The SEC got no respect, so we banded together as a conference. It's a good group of people, a fantastic group of Americans. <laughs> and we banded together, and we said, down with the Big Ten. And then it came to a head in 1997 when Keith Jackson started the Charles Woodson Heisman, you know, candidacy. 
And that's what it all was. Worthy. And that, at that worthy. point, it was I don't like Michigan, SEC. but worthy. Not worthy at all. It was uh, SEC, SDC from that moment forward. Someday when this great. Right. When this great nation devolves into a battle between a 47 team Big Ten conference and a 52 team (laughs) SEC conference, I am mounting up against you two. Um, All right. Speaking of the Big Ten against the world and against a future SEC member, uh, 7.45 Eastern, 4.45 Pacific on CBS, 10th seeded Penn State, who absolutely shot the lights out against A&M on Thursday night, late Thursday night, taking on the second seed of Texas Longhorns. Texas laying five against Penn State. Look, I admire this Penn State team for the way they battled back down the stretch. Uh, Micah Shrewsbury trying to put out all the noise about whether he'll be somewhere else, whether it's Georgetown or the NBA or whatever may happen to him this offseason. I admire this team for reminding me of the Crispin brothers in 2001, when I was on campus getting it in at the Lions Den in the saloon and Cafe 210 West, I'll shout out all the old state college bars. I don't care. I admire Penn State basketball for giving us something to be proud of and stay up late for on Thursday night. Unfortunately, I don't think they're beating the Longhorns. So <laughs> uh, they may, if they shoot as well as they did Thursday night, they may cover and keep this thing close, Kayla. But I think I got the horns over my Nittany Lions. Yeah, your Penn State and any Lions scared the crap out of me after that game with AM. So um it'll be interesting to see what happens with Texas for the sake of my bracket. That's just what I'm gonna say for every one of these games. I I hope Texas wins. As for the spread, oh, I don't know. If they shoot the way they shot the other night, um they could put Texas on notice. I I'm gonna go Texas minus five though. I just feel like they're gonna wanna steamroll Penn State. Um so go Longhorns, and I hope they cover. RJ, sorry, RJ, uh, Big Ten hater that you are, Penn State against Texas. What do you got for me? Uh, you know what? I mean, for all this talk that Texas is some red hot team, you know they're only eight and four in their last twelve. Like that's not. Am I wrong? Is that red hot? Like is that a? They crushed Kansas. Uh, yeah, they crushed Kansas. I I know. I I yeah, they did. They. I mean. Penn State lost by two to Purdue. Now, granted, they had a furious comeback at the end, mm-hmm. uh, but they played pretty decent basketball in the stretch. They were like nine and two in their last eleven games. Um, I, I think Penn State covers this one. I don't. I don't think Texas is right. some juggernaut here. I, they're a good team, but man, I think we are treating them way different than they should be. I mean, for a team that's eight and four down the stretch, we're acting like they're the the, the ninety one running rebels man like we are acting like this is a completely <laughs> different animal stacy ogman is not walking through that door um right. number seven seeded northwestern uh handled their business in the first round they get second seeded ucla who we talked about at length earlier 840 eastern 540 pacific on tnt the bruins favored by seven and a half in this one uh i don't know if they cover the number guys i do think they'll win but i don't know if they cover that number kayla well, when we were doing the segment at the top about who's going to go the farthest, I forgot that I actually have UCLA winning one of my brackets and in the final four. So. <laughs> okay, then. I, <laughs> um, they won big against UNC Asheville, came out guns a-blazing. I, again, have them won- winning one of my brackets. So, yes, I like them to cover the 7.5 against Northwestern, who had a close-ish game with Boise State. 
Um, I think UCLA will put them in their place. So I have UCLA minus seven and a half. RJ, more Big Ten hate from you here. UCLA over Northwestern, (laughs) do they cover? I'm pretty sure I picked Penn State to cover this last game. Uh, No, I like... Yeah, um, whatever. (laughs) I like the under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to roll with the under in this game. Uh, Both teams, you know, UCLA is number one in adjusted defensive efficiency, and Northwestern's number 18. I don't think Northwestern's going to score on this UCLA defense very uh, all that much. Uh, I'm going to play the under, uh, under 127.5 in this one. That's a good call. This thing could end up being a rock fight in the end. A, a good old-fashioned 59-57 style yeah. barn burner. Uh, Maryland-Alabama, the last game of the night on Saturday, will tip right around 9.40, 9.45 Eastern, 6.45 Pacific on TBS. Uh, Maryland, I'll be honest, they they impressed me against West Virginia. They out-physicaled West Virginia. And one of the calling cards of Bob Huggins' teams has always been to be physical, whether it was back in the Big East days or now in the Big 12. Uh, and that impressed me with Maryland. I'll be, I'll be quite honest. Um, Alabama, though, is – I know I keep trying to convince myself that everything going on with them, the whirlwind of controversy around Brandon Miller is going to distract the rest of the team. They seem to have gotten a handle on that. Uh, so Alabama laying eight and a half against Maryland. I think they'll cover it. Uh, I think they'll win and cover, RJ. Bama over Maryland big. Uh, yeah, I think Bama over Maryland big. You know, you said that the calling card of Bob Huggins' teams was physical. I thought it was their calling card was being stupid. That was the dumbest final four minutes <laughs> I've seen that terrible. in a game that Jason terrible Kidd wasn't the head coach for. That was atrocious. <laughs> uh, like, it, 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 just the, the bad passes and, and bad fouls and bad calls. Awful and loose balls not getting to. Bama. Kayla, it just means more, right? I was going to say, I have to be an SEC homer here. I can see this being a close game. Um, Sometimes these number eight seeds come out of nowhere and scare you. But yeah, I like Bama minus eight and a half. All right. We'll be back for the round of the Sweet 16 and the Elite Eight next weekend. Hope your brackets are still in one piece or reasonably close. Thanks for joining us for the latest edition of BetQLU. This is BetQLU with RJ, Chris, and Kayla, here on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.